something. I can see peering out of that black hole, two luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, oh, heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one, and another one, and another one. They look like tentacles to me. But, oh yeah, I can see the thing's body now. It's large, large as a bear. Pistons like wet leather, but that face. Ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. So awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is a kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips and seem to oh, quiver and pulsate. A vibrant community now lives in the shadows. Saint and Alistair need to crack the mystery of what's happening to Kenway, Nevada, before they're the only two souls left inside the city limits. When we last left the two of you, you were inside of the last call sign bar and grill. You had just had an interesting encounter outside the hotel in which you were kind of able to piece together what may be happening to the other citizens of Kenway, Nevada. And you were going over your notes while cracking open a cold one with the boys. I, with I can the, with return... the other boy that we hang out with. <laughs> yes. With the other boy, other. as there are only two of you. Yeah, Cactus is the other boy. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, you uh, two are still in that booth. Uh, whether you want to stay here and have another beer... Uh, leave town completely. Go to Disneyland. Up to you. <laughs> oh fuck! Is that an option? Yeah, you don't have to do the missions. <laughs> oh, sick! Let's go. <laughs> fuck be, this town. Could be someone else's problem. Could, could yeah. Could be Oliver Coy's problem. <laughs> Oofta. No, no, wait. This is. Hold on. This is. This is Alistair's job. Alistair does have to do this. This is. I the, don't. I could is, leave. No. I mean, yeah. Except for your. <laughs> Matthew Saints D12 in duty says otherwise. <laughs> now, in my defense, I, that's not how this game works anymore. We don't play Cortex anymore. I know. <laughs> now, just, my duty does come that, first. Something about that sentence is just like, I'm yeah, never going to stop. True. I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to let go of that particular artifact of Cortex. Yeah. That <laughs> I, I, I took yeah. a D12 in duty. Yeah. Yeah. That's my trouble is my duty comes first, so it's still kind of applied. I should just change the name of my trouble to a D12 in duty. <laughs> um, uh, so we're not leaving town. We're going to no. go break into a radio station. We have station. to go break into the radio station. We have to go break into the radio station. Now, as discussed off air, neither of us have burglary, so that's going to be an interesting one. But okay. I do have multiple attempts to re-roll that I've got stashed away in my little pocket. And you should too, actually. I just have a specific skill that lets me re-roll twice. I, so. This is true, yes. I do have... Um, I yeah. have not used any fate points either, and I don't think I you think have. I think I used... I have... Mine says two out of three, so I think okay, I so did... you must have used a fate point. But I don't remember what it was for. Well, I That's haven't used okay. any of my fate points, 
Same. And I have my slightly OP ability that I've literally never used, so might as well use it. <laughs> so we need to break into the radio station. We need to break into the radio station. So I say we just <sighs> go there and, and just start trying. I do have a crowbar, notably, so we could use that, maybe. I think that's the only way we're going to break in, unless we start breaking windows. Yeah. Uh, or we could try the old like credit card trick, I guess, but that only works with old locks, so I don't know. I mean, uh, just based on when it looks like much of the rest of that building was renovated last, it's not not worth a try. Yeah, it's not, I guess, unreasonable. I'll, I'll also, like, it's gonna look so sketchy if I'm just walking down the street with a crowbar. <laughs> you have a backpack, don't you? Uh, Probably. I have I have my my diaper bag full of like exorcism stuff. Is that gonna look less sketchy? Same. Probably. Right now we work for the electrical company. A crowbar is perfectly within the realm of reasonable uh, equipment for the electrical company to be carrying around. Really? Is that true? If you saw an electrical guy carrying a crowbar, would you not think that was kind of odd? What's he crowbarring? He he works with electrical lines. If I know anything about video games, it's for whacking crates. The key thing <laughs> is to walk as if you are a man who needs to be walking through this area holding a crowbar. With a crowbar. I guess so. All right, we'll give it a shot. Okay, so we need to you go know, back those, to... You uh, know, sometimes those those old junction boxes, they get rusted shut. You know, yeah, preventative maintenance really isn't with. high on the priority list. See, there's a... This is the thing, is most people's brains want an easy, logical explanation for a situation. So if you simply suggest the beginnings of an easy and logical explanation for something, they will fill in the gaps. I don't want to put too fine of a point on it, but I don't know if there's anyone left in town to stop you. There's also, also true! Thank you, <laughs> God. But... <laughs> I, I I think the chances of us getting back to the radio station and there being fucking nobody literally left in nobody there are really pretty high. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And at this point, like, what are they gonna what are they gonna fucking do? Chase yeah. us out of town. We're, we're approaching. I don't know. Fucking the final countdown's about to start playing over the cursed radio station. <laughs> okay, uh, let's pay our tab and go get my crowbar yeah. and then go attempt to break into a building. I have like I gotta have like a I'm a multi-tool guy, right? I think so. I think well, Jules had a multi-tool, Jules had a which multi-tool. I think that Maybe we I... have. Yeah, I think now. we have Jules multi-tool. We have Jules's multi-tool, so we could just use that. You probably also have one. Yeah, I think mine is like hers is the one that had the. I think if I am recalling correctly, had the like her graduation date yes. on it. Yeah. That does seem like the kind of thing that people give to, you know, it's like you graduate from the, the fucking FBI Academy. Like, yeah, of course they give you a personalized multi-tool. A multi-tool. Yeah. If you're jewels, they do. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. You just great. gotta be that cool. Yeah. Or that much of a lesbian. Same thing. <laughs> same, same thing. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's let's leave. Someone, leave. someone had to say it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we Here, I'll be honest, I don't know if I have a super invested uh... anyway. <clears throat> okay. We we exit. 
Yeah. <laughs> we pay our bill and we, we pay leave. Our tab and we leave. You hand the nice bartender a decent amount of money to pay for your drinks and a tip. Obviously, I presume you are both tippers and you're not, you know, those assholes. Animals? Yeah, of course not. Yeah, no. We, we're, we're both of us, no, we live in a society. We tip. <laughs> exactly. Um, you walk out into a largely uh, empty street. You can still see that there are a number of shadows, a number of silhouetted creatures. Um, but they are almost fading. Uh, a quick glance up will reveal why. The sun is going down, and the world is getting a little bit darker. But there is nobody between you and the radio station. This is truly a ghost town. Yeah, I think Ooh. Alistair kind of looks over insane. And it's just like... I hate getting to the point of a mission where the time for uh, subtlety and discretion has passed. But I think we're there. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> Alistair becomes aware of the metaphor. Yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, this is like Alistair genuinely hates getting to this point. If things have yeah. gone this wrong for this many people, like he's starting to feel like he's fucked up. Yeah, even though we just got in town like twelve hours ago. Yeah. If that, but yep. still. Well, you know. He's a perfectionist. He is. Um, the B&B is right across the street, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. My bike is there, so I'll run across and grab my crowbar, and then we can... I don't think we want or need anything else, so... No, I've got the blacklight flashlight and my regular equipment and... Uh... <sighs> I'm just going to have to get in there. All right. The two of you take a pit stop at the bed and breakfast. As mentioned, uh, you are able to walk in and out with ease uh, because, as mentioned, there is nobody there to stop you. As you leave, however, you hear kind of a little rolling meow uh, and look down and back and you see that Cactus is doing, you know how cats can sometimes do a little jog? Yeah, they do their little trot. Yeah. Cute shit, huh? Cactus is doing a little jog up to you. Oh, hey, buddy. I, I'll kneel down and, and give him a scritch. But does it seem like he's trying... Is he trying to get our attention, or is he, like... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That he's tr he's at least trying to run up to you. Um, he's not trying to alert you that someone fell down a well or anything. <laughs> I mean, that is... I was gonna say, that's not what I meant, but, like, that is kind of what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we're just trying to draw our attention to something specific. I mean, we're taking him with us, right? We've been trying to steal this cat this whole time, but now there's no one left to stop us, so I think we should bring him. What is it, Cactus? Did, did your owner get banished to realms beyond? <laughs> did, you, did your owner get banished to the Shadow Realm? <laughs> is your owner not but this mortal realm no more? <laughs> what happened? Shuffled off this mortal coil. Okay. Really hate the really hate the implied parascience Yu-Gi-Oh crossover we're barreling towards. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I was trying to change my phrasing so as to not totally suggest it, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, I I figured no. that you kept you changed your phrasing to move away from my Yu-Gi-Oh joke just to yeah. brush right by it. It's just it's just gonna have to haunt us. <sighs> All right, let's take the cat. 
Yay! Finally! <laughs> All this time, we've been trying to take this cat. My question is, is Cactus gonna, like, do the shoulder drape on Saint? Or, oh. or is he gonna <laughs> yeah, does Cactus run let along me with pick, us? pick him up? Uh, yeah, Cactus lets out a bit of a chirp when you uh, try to grab him and lift him up. But he is used to strange company. He's been around for a while and he lives in a hotel. And he, yeah, he lets you, he lets you sweep him up off his little cat paws. Yay. I carry him like a baby. There we go. I don't know if he'll sit on your shoulder like a parrot, but he'll definitely <laughs> let you carry him. That's when all was, right. When I was little, uh, the cat that we had would literally drape himself around my mom's neck like a fox fur stole when she did the dishes. Oh, the bees. <laughs> So, like, for a moment, I was just imagining Saint, like, walking through this town with a fucking crowbar and a cat draped over his shoulders. It's a look for sure. <laughs> yeah, genuinely what a look. I did have to check, just because we haven't played in a bit, um, and we don't we weirdly don't actually use skills all that often. I had to double check animal handling wasn't something <laughs> no. that, that I needed to have a... Uh... Have to roll for? Get, no. Go ahead, roll physique to support the weight of that cat. <laughs> How big is this fucking cat, Ben? I don't know. Probably like ten pounds. Normal cat. <laughs> so, Ra you do you? That's Raleigh sized. I don't think I need to roll physique to pick up a Raleigh sized. I cat. said normal cat. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah. No, I'm not actually having you roll. Don't worry. <laughs> I just drop it. I just can't hold the weight of this cat. Rip. The emotional weight. The buttons stop pop start popping off your shirt. Like, oh, I can't. The strain. <laughs> this too cat's powerful. too heavy. Oh, God. Limping Please to the radio me. station. <laughs> if only Jules were here to carry this cat. Yeah, we go to the radio station. Yeah. Cactus in tow. As the sun begins to set behind the radio station, the shadows that the buildings cast lengthen and stretch down the entire length of the main street. Inadvertently, it seems that even the sun itself is kind of pointing you toward your final destination, the radio tower. All lines point to the center of town, to the heart of the town to the radio station. The radio station itself is indeed still open. A desert wind has begun to blow through uh, this town and the little open sign is kind of flapping about on its little chain. The plastic smacking against the glass of the door. Is the, the I forget the name of the person who was in there earlier, but are they still there? Uh, they are indeed still there, and I don't think you ever asked it from them directly. I thought we did. Oh, they had a, didn't they have like a name tag or something? I believe I told you after the fact. Okay. Uh, uh, that being said, it's a rookie. Right. I remember it being a, a great name, but I couldn't remember specifically. Oh, full name Rookie Hamilton? Yeah, uh, it's yes. so good. Thank you. Um, Love it. Uh, so we want to get to the radio tower proper rather than the little museum. Is there a separate door on the outside, or do we have to go inside to do that? There is a separate door on the outside. On the oh, okay. outside front, on the left, on the kind of, like, extension, the wraparound building. Um, Great. There, that's where the museum entrance is. On the right, there does appear to be a straightforward 
normal okay. entrance to the building. Perhaps even a normal entrance to the original building. Sure. If I try and break into the door from here, is, are we within line of sight of Rookie? Uh, from that door, no. Sick. There is, from the entrance to the museum to that other door, there's about, like, two lengths of room. Oh, between. Okay. Great. They would have They would have to be sticking their head out the window to see you. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just need to be quiet. Which we can certainly try <laughs> try and do anyway. Okay. You come across sort of an antique door. It's a double door with glass panes that have kind of uh, that sort of etched glass like you'd see in a noir. Like for the entrance to a detective's office. Or, or something like that. There are two sets of diagonal brass bars that are kind of diagonal uh, across the face of the door. This feels like a very kind of old-timey building entrance. Oh, okay. Of course, you know from the town's history, that would probably be the 60s or so. Let's try the credit card trick first. There's a chance that something this old is going to be more of a latch than like a deadbolt. Works for me. Okay, somebody roll something. Okay, what am I going to try to Yeah, let's take a look at, let's take a look at our skills here. Well, I don't think I have anything unless we want to try and argue that maybe I can f- do fight. So this might be a straight roll for me. Can I try to first investigate the door? Um, sure. And yeah. attempt to determine what manner of lock it sure. is. The only caveat I'm going to throw at that roll is that I don't know shit about locks. Uh, so my expertise may be limited and perhaps we can roleplay what, or not roleplay, sorry. Perhaps we can decide together what it looks like. That's completely fair. I opened my mouth to say that and then I realized that like, I think the only thing I could tell you, my question, okay, just based on like the locks at like my current job. Rather than, like, you know how on most houses, like, the deadbolt slides into the door and then out? Like, it's a tube, mm-hmm. kind of, versus sometimes you'll have doors where, like, it, like, is more of, like, a longer flat thing that, like, swings out from one door into, like, a slot in the other door. Right, Where it's, like, right. more of, like, a flat rectangle than a cylinder. I think my question is, does it, like come out and go back in or does it like swing up and in versus out down and out also it so it is a deadbolt or is it a deadbolt at all like because if it's a deadbolt that credit card trick's not gonna work yeah but if it's a latch it will it is yes if it's a latch there is a, a higher probability that we will get it to work okay which Oh god. Okay. I always roll four. I'm sorry. I have so many D6 systems like attempting to coexist four. in my head. You, I always roll four and then I add whatever my bonus is. Yes. Which is I have a plus two bonus to investigate as it is a fair skill for me. Nice. Someday I will get fate dice. Um... Okay, that's hilariously, that is two failures, one success, one neutral, plus two, so three. So, so three. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, you, uh, you're able to investigate uh, with relative ease, even though you're on the outside. Um, the way you, uh, you kind of jiggle the handle uh, and kind of push and pull the door ever so slightly just to see, you can almost kind of, it's almost like you're trying to feel its center of gravity. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. And you can feel that it's kind of dragging at the bottom of the door. That the lock is not between the two doors, but the lock is perhaps at the, at the base. Like one of those uh, pins that go into the floor. Ah. Excellent. And I think that's how you're able to determine without standing on the other side. It's just kind of by feel like that. Okay. Yeah, I think... Hey, uh, Saint, I think if we can get the... I think if we can get the, like, flat end of the crowbar in between the doors... Or the, actually the curve, so if we can kind of hook it around... I think it's just like a pin... And we might be able to pull the pin up and then yank back as soon as it gets far enough out of the is door. Is there enough of a gap between the doors to pull that off? I said that in my saint voice, but I guess that's more of a DM question. Uh, I'm going to say that there is a center, I guess, a center column in this frame. Mm, okay. okay. Um, so, you know, it's not very wide, but the doors don't directly connect to each other. They each direct, or they each connect to a center part of the frame. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm gonna... go ahead. Go ahead. In that case, I think that that's certainly, we could certainly try it. We may want to do the straight end just cause I don't know if we're going to have the room to get the curve done all the way around if the gaps aren't very wide. Yeah. Or since sure. the gaps aren't very wide, I say is if I could look at this with my own eyes and I'm not hearing this from somebody else and making a guesstimation yeah let's try the all right try the flat part first so we'll do the flat end yeah uh and i'm just gonna kind of estimate like start about four inches off the ground and just keep going up slowly until you see if it catches on any kind of lever or handle uh i think maybe i'll i i agree i think i'll maybe start at the bottom actually and work because those pins are usually not very like tall, right? If I start four inches above, I yeah, miss just, it yeah, start at the all right, yeah, just, just start at the bottom and kind of wiggle my way up. I'm trying to try to finagle just anything out of my skills here that I can add to it. Um, what are but you... most of my skills are charisma based. What are the skills that I didn't take? We don't have any physical skills. We don't have any physical skills. We lost our tank. Would you like me to read the list? No, it's fine. I have it I've, open I've as got, well. I was going to say, I just I just opened it because I just, like, finally successfully remembered how the table of contents works. I know. If we um, had, like, physique or, like, burglary or as- athletics, literally I feel like all of those make sense. Is a f- literally, burglary is, is, a, is a skill, skill that we, that do, we not do not possess as a pair. So this might just be a straight roll for me. And that's fine. Like, I'll live with that. The ghost of Jules Eugenio Ortiz manifests next to you. Jules, if you're out there, I need, I your, need your help. Again, uh, scribbles a little cartoon of Jules, sticks it to a candle, lights the candle. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll. <laughs> yes. 
She has real mean eyebrows. Yeah, she has real mean eyebrows, and she's just become the state of noodle-armed boys who need to break into a radio station. This is a rough, this is a rough one, gang. Uh That's two negatives, a neutral, and a positive. Oh. Um, I'm gonna spend one of my lucky, my stunt lucky, to re-roll. Okay. (laughs) Because I could do that twice a chapter, and that was a bad roll. Uh, this is better. So that's a negative, a neutral, or two neutrals and a positive. So it actually, no, it is better. It's a plus one. Because the other one I think was going to end up being a negative one. So this is better. Is it good? No. But it's better. I'm trying to figure out if there's anything I can do to, like, assist you with this. Yeah, I mean, technically, I believe, I, we always forget how to do this. Um, but I think that, like, there's a couple ways that you can assist. And one of them is, like, I get a plus two? If I recall incorrectly, and the other one is like we both roll, and whoever like gets the better roll. Right. Let me open the discerning ghouls guide. <laughs> you know what I could try to do? What I could try to like use some like wire or something to make a little like something to like do a lot on the edge trick. of the, like put on the end of the crowbar. Sure. To try to catch on there, I have I have a point in craft. <laughs> I have a plus three to crafts. Now, technically, crafts is not like I know. It's not like <laughs> crafting. No, like in it's, Minecraft, it's not like arts and crafts. No, that's why I have a plus three to it because it's your mechanic skill. Fuck. It's your like tools and it's it's your engineering basically. Um. Not to reference the Mass Effect tabletop, which I'm the only person who plays that game, but I, I played it yesterday, uh, or, or the day before, so I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, so, like, sure, we can, you can try and use crafts to do that, I don't think Just that's necessarily... truly, truly, once again, the problem we've run into is there's a skill for this and we don't have I know. We're just all of our stuff. We're like, if you look at us on paper in D and T terms, we've dropped all of our points into intelligence and charisma between yep. the two of us. Yeah, and I have some deck skills, and that's it. Just gonna make some notes for the vampire chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some wiz- wisdom, because notice I think would be a wisdom skill. I mean, Alistair practically already is a vampire. He's really good at getting people to invite him into wherever he needs to go. I mean, do you just want to go fucking talk to to the person inside and see if they'll let us in? The only reason that I I thought about that, but I thought we had established that they don't have access. Oh, they don't have a key. That's right. That's right, because we tried to get in there earlier, yeah. and they were like, I can't get you they in. They were like, we probably could convince them, but, like, unless we think we can convince them to come break it, help us break into the radio station, and, like, they have appointed burglary. <laughs> okay, so at what, either, okay, so I rolled a plus one, Ben, does that get me anything? Do I get anywhere? Let's, before we start freaking out about what may or may not do, let's see what I did. Uh, you are not able to pry open the door. All right. So next question: Do you want to try something, or do you want to go in hot and just break these windows? Because we could go in hot. 
We're never coming back to this fucking town. We are never coming back to this fucking town. Never it come back to this town, town again. again. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Are we about so, to mountain so, goats our way into this radio station? <laughs> I hope you break in. I hope we both break in. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Alistair, That's up to that. This is up to you. Okay. Because this is your job. If you're gonna get yelled at, if we go in hot, that's you know, then we won't do. It. We'll figure out something else. But or if you want to try and you know, I'll I like say hold out the crowbar. Like if you want to try, if you want to put a little hook on it or something or whatever you do. Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, like if we do want to try a credit card, that may actually work here and may work better than a crowbar because it's thinner. Okay. But uh, that is up to you. I try the credit card first, but <sighs> the thing about the agency is. Technically, absolutely not supposed to break this window. In practice, anybody who would be around to care has been shunted into some kind of parallel or auxiliary space-time plane. Except for the person who is in the building adjacent Except to this one. <laughs> yeah, well... Do you want me to go distract them? Do you want to go distract them? <laughs> While I break a window? While one or the other of us breaks a window? I think if it comes to breaking the window, yeah, I'll go talk to them. Okay. Talk to them, keep them distracted. Yeah. But let's try the credit card trick. I'm not great at lying, so... Large portion of my job involves convincing people that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at any given moment. And that's why we make a good team. And then Saint makes a face at that. And yeah, then Alistair like head. also makes a face, and they like don't look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna get a uh, credit card or some kind of card out of my wallet and see if I can try to pick the whatever lift, whatever kind of latch mechanism is on there. Uh, using using a card you said yeah uh okay sure yeah go ahead and roll for either flatly or if you think you have an appropriate skill I, i'm trying to make i the thing is is i keep wanting to argue for craft but that's not it no and neither is resources because that like you know you run into that thing where tabletop games use words to mean different mean slightly different things in different systems right for sure can I can I add stealth to this with the idea that I do have experience trying to manipulate things quietly and discreetly? Yeah, I really like that. I'd be okay with that. Okay. That gets me a whole ass plus one. So me at my dice. Don't fuck me, Gil. Are you fucking with are you fucking kidding me right now? No. I hate everything. No, that's fine. So that's two negatives, one oh, no. neutral, one positive, which gets me a flat fucking zero. I am going Rough. to I am playing a fucking point. I am re-rolling this thing. It's tough out here <laughs> for people trying to break me into insane. stuff. 
I can't believe you guys killed an eldritch alien monster in the first chapter and now can't open this door. <laughs> I, I mean, we can. <laughs> we can. I'm going to open this door come hell or high water. Yeah, I just uh, think that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> the issue is someone's going to notice that this door has been opened at this point. Okay. <laughs> On that reroll, that is one negative, one neutral, two positives, and a plus one to get me a whole two. Hey, that's one better than what I got. The door opens. Yay! <laughs> god damn it. We did it. My god, we lost our competent woman and now this is a mess. Literally. Literally. <sighs> This is okay, what Mulder yeah. was like before he had Scully. Oh god, I know, right? I think I like I think the latch finally like comes out and like Alistair immediately like yanks the door slightly open just to make sure it doesn't fall back into the same hole. It like almost does. And then just looks looks up and looks at Saint and just says If we ever run in to Miss Ortiz again. We're agreeing to nothing about this. Right? She can't ever know about she this. She can't ever know about this. She can't ever know about this. <laughs> I am taking this to my grave. Yep. Cactus, I turned I could turn to that. Cactus, you can't tell anybody about this. <laughs> Who's act whose arms cactus Oh boy. Whose arms I, I, is cactus I, in? Me, I guess. So I looked down at cactus in my arms. We passed cactus off when I was trying to open the door. Yeah. I took him back. Cactus, you uh, can't tell anybody about this. Cactus does the thing where cats uh, look lean all the way back so they can look directly up at you. Uh-huh. I'm familiar. <laughs> There's a moment of passing eye contact and then Cactus looks uh, dead ahead at the door again. <laughs> He's gonna tell somebody. <laughs> this just turned into the, the, like, smoking weed in my room, my dog leaves, and it's like, he's gonna tell my mom. But instead, it's this cat's gonna tell Jules that we couldn't open a door. When a horse sees you kill someone in Skyrim. <laughs> Literally just like, it does not matter. I swear to God, it does not matter what system you are playing, whether it's, you know, faux early modern technology level or modern or science fiction. It is always tabletop players and doors every time it is like every time it's a fucking taxes door and doors and tabletop games um yeah well i mean hopefully that's the extent of this door puzzle uh I, we have we have solved your door puzzle the door puzzle yeah. i think okay the puzzle that that probably wasn't supposed to be a fucking puzzle <sighs> mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. the dice just want you to not progress the story <laughs> Hey, are you playing this for a show? For like a podcast show that you're recording for everybody to hear? What if you rolled real bad multiple times in a row? Is that fun? Is that entertaining? <laughs> are you Christ. not entertained? <laughs> I mean, I think this was pretty funny. But don't worry, no, no more D&D door puzzles, I promise. Who's stepping in first and who has the highest uh, dexterity? Well, me, I think probably. I'm the closest thing. To... Well, I'm literally a bard, so... Hmm. is alistair a wizard let's let's pause for a second i think we've talked about this already but alistair's a wizard for I sure i think alistair's right? an artificer if okay. we're including artificers otherwise yes we alistair are. is a wizard okay great i just i think we've talked about this before but i just wanted to make sure uh i'll go in 
There's no way this could go poorly. A bar Poison board. darts immediately shoot out of oh, the wall. Damn it. Um, I'm a half orc, so I uh, am resistant to poison. In which the gang suddenly wildly changes genres. Very those... funny to imagine Sade as a. Uh, I'm Petros, hi. Um, <laughs> crossover of those big, the season. Uh... One of those big uh, pit in the pendulum axes comes swinging down. <laughs> from the I fall through the floor. Ah, damn! And fall into spikes and die. Rip. You walk through the left side of this double door, and you walk into a very musty lobby. Nobody has really been making a ton of use of this area in a while. Um, you get the impression that. Even though there may be some foot traffic in and out of this area, uh, it's infrequent enough that this place never feels fresh. That so much of its use was in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, that much like the older radio station you walked into earlier, it kind of has a permanent musty cologne and cigarette smoke filled funk to it. The lights are off. There are a number of kind of uh, mod-designed chairs. You know, a big glass coffee table, a reception desk, some kind of antique-looking uh, signs that perhaps would just as easily belong in the museum as they would in this lobby. Uh, but this seems to be the working offices of the radio station. Although it seems that nobody's worked here in a while. Some of the chairs have uh, sheets draped over them. All the mm. lights are off, as I believe I already said. At the end of this room, on the opposite side, uh, there is a smaller kind of hallway uh, with mm -hmm. two doors on the left and one door on the right. The door to the right uh, looks like it leads to a room that takes up space from this room. Okay. 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 Whatever room is down over on the right, it kind of extends down towards us. Right. Okay. okay. Man, they updated all the technology here, but they did not update the decor. Oh. Somebody must have been a fan of mid-century modern. <laughs> all right. Any, uh, any particular door speaking to you? Or... I'm going to flip on the blacklight flashlight. Just kind of do a sweep, see if there's anything that fluoresces where I don't expect it to. You do a pan across the room from right to left. Uh, from the door to the right, uh, it's nothing. There's you, you get the glint of cobweb and um, dust particles in the air. Even swinging open that door seems to have disturbed the airflow in this place. But as you shine the light over to the left side, over toward the left far door, you can see the kind of pinkish purple luminescent smudge marks around the door. And most importantly, you can see light, that pink and purple light, bleeding underneath the door jamb. Door number three it is. 
If I put Cactus down, does he? Where does he go? He uh, once you set Cactus down, he zips down the hallway and starts pawing at the door at the back left, the same door that has the smears. Ding ding ding! All right, shall we? I have absolutely no idea what to expect. Yeah. I thought that was the answer to the question. Shall we? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have, know, maybe. But no I'm just going to leave. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're, uh, we're going in. Can I open the door? This door is noticeably not locked, unlike the previous ones. Um, and you give the handle uh, a bit of a jiggle and begin to kind of push it in. You can... Uh, feel that it slides open a lot better than the previous door. Uh, this place has been furnished um, a little bit better because you are stepping into the new digitized studio. Um, you are kind of off-put immediately by the sound of this irregular thumping, humming noise. This is not the fluorescent lights this is probably not any piece of technology that you're familiar with it sounds at times like a heartbeat or a motor engine or just kind of a a loud increasing pulsing sound that's what you hear immediately when you open the door do you still have your black light on yeah as long as that's on you are kind of overwhelmed by that purple light that there is a certain ultraviolet something that is coating the walls of this room or coating the ground or at least coating enough of it that its radiance is kind of off-putting toward you. Oh, shit. Just like the monster you saw in Chapter 1. Oh, fantastic. Okay, I think, like, after kind of doing the kind of squint and shield eyes and, and sort of realizing that that's not I'm, I'm not going to be able to see what's going on in there with the black light on whatever it is is fluorescing too strongly I'll turn it off there is still a pink and purple light in this room although it's not what coats the walls and the, the floor it's not visible via the black light instead you can see that there is this object sitting on the desk of the anchor it looks very heavy, and you can see scuff marks leading from a back door up to that desk, almost as if it was dragged inside, perhaps from the park, perhaps from that pit. It is large and unwieldy and isn't really a shape that you're used to any sort of electronic looking like, and it has all sorts of cables sticking out of it. Some are detached and hanging off the edge of the desk. Some are plugged right into the radio station. And uh, maybe it's maybe it's a trick of the light. Maybe it's the, the dim fluorescence or the pink and purple glow. But it almost looks like the machine is breathing. There's no one else in the room. Just the two of you, just the cat, and two additional shadows. This is why we don't wake up. 
familiar technology in the woods, bring it back, plug it into the radio station. Okay. I want to try to figure out what the fuck is up with this thing. I would like to use one of my stunts. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give yeah. Better with machines. Roll rapport instead of craft when dealing with unfamiliar technology. I would like to walk up to this thing and get to know it. <laughs> if I was going to assist you, would I be using craft or rapport? A, a rapport, presumably. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter either way because I just give you a plus one as long as it's a above uh, average, and both of those skills are above average for me. So I'll give you a plus one if you want me to. Sick, that would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I have a plus three in rapport. So this is going to be whatever this is plus four. Let's roll better. <laughs> um. Okay. Hilariously, once again, that is one positive, one negative, two neutrals, but it's a plus four, so it's a four. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna pull out... I'm gonna pull out Jules... I, or, I don't have... I assume Saint has Jules multi-tool, but I'm gonna pull out mine. I do, yeah. And very gently start kind of get taking notes on you know which what is it what parts of the like soundboard are plugged into you know how how is it how is it interfacing with the kind of technology we understand i mean if it's plugged into a soundboard clearly there's either some sort of splicing going on or those two things have some way of talking to each other and I'm just kind of, like I said, I'm kind of trying to get to know it. So weirdly, this is my, like, this is Alistair's thing. that His kind of weird thing that he does. You know, the way that, like, Saint's sort of inexplicable ability is is that, you know, ordinary songs become something else when he needs them to. Alistair, you get this weird sense that it's almost like he's having a conversation with whatever this thing is. He's not dissecting it. He's getting it to tell him about itself. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah. You look up and down the machine and you do notice some key very literal mechanical facts about it, which is that it is plugged into the radio station uh, equipment, into the radio station uh, desk, into the audio input channels. Um, the wires look like they have been connected uh, manually and maybe even haphazardly, that the wire has been soldered together because there is no adapter that you can buy from an electronics store that allows you to directly connect uh, AV imports to this alien technology. There are bands of duct tape uh, holding those wires together. There is a puddle of 
I guess the word for it is just ooze. That is just kind of dripping from the base of this machine. Dripping down onto the floor. It does not seem acidic. But it has definitely covered the tile floor. And you half get the impression that that ooze may be responsible for the ultraviolet light that you've seen around. Um, as you are beginning to examine it, you do notice that breathing is, is almost more prominent. The machine itself has these kind of glowing panels on the side that appear very plastic-like, like a very thin plastic that seem to almost be expanding and contrasting. And again, it, it's hard to tell whether or not it's purely an optical illusion or if it's working like some sort of pair of lungs. There is something a little bit organic about this machine. As you are beginning to kind of look over its surface um, and look over the, the various deeply alien symbols that you can see etched on its side around certain joints and on certain panels, the machine flickers just a little. And with the kind of thrum of the heartbeat-like hum, the machine fades out from this reality. And then about a minute later, it fades back in. Did you do that? <laughs> no. Okay. No, whatever this thing is, it's... I think there's an organic component to it, or something hmm. that... I think... For, sort of almost for the first time here, like, Alistair really has to kind of take a second to think about, like, ah. Like, Saint is not... Like, Saint, as far as Alistair's employers are concerned, Saint should not be here. Should not be seeing <laughs> this. This is, like... What are you gonna do about it, Slick? This is the real deal. I know. That's... Yep. Okay. Well, you didn't really sign up for um, extraterrestrial technology, did you? Not, no, uh, not specifically. But I, I signed up to help people, which is more important than the, the details to me. Okay. Well. Whatever this is, we're going to have to disconnect it, and I don't know what's going to happen when I start trying to do that. Yeah, we don't know what that's going to do to these people, huh? No, but I guess your employers not. may not necessarily care about that point. That wasn't meant to be a dig, but, like, I, it is a little bit of a dig. I mean, I'm just remembering what happened in the first chapter. Yeah, I, I am too. A disruption on this scale would be... regrettable. And... to be perfectly frank, difficult to cover up. <laughs> and whatever it is, it is exerting an unknown influence on an unknown and possibly expanding area 
which means that priority number one, rather than study, is neutralize. That seems reasonable. So what do you want to do? Just, just pop it out? Or alternatively, do you want to try and shut the station down itself? So rather than trying to deal with the machine directly, turn off everything else? Kind of cut off, cut off the water? I think we should try that first. Yes, okay. that's a good idea. If we can find a... If we throw the breakers or something, that'll tell us whether or not it has its own power source. Yeah. If it can operate independently of the station's electric electrical grid, then we have a different set of problems on our hands. So, um, why don't you go find a circuit breaker? I'm... Now that we've found this thing, I don't particularly want to leave it alone. That's reasonable. Um, using, like, craft, do you think I could try and find, like, what is the... Logically, where would that kind of room be? Rather than... I could just check every room, but I feel like this is a situation where I can, like, use my, my technical knowledge to kind of... Sure, go ahead and roll craft for me. That's a. I Ooh, you want to plus... roll craft so bad? I want to. <laughs> you want to roll craft so bad it makes you look stupid? I'm just going to start documenting everything I possibly can as fast as I can. Sure, the the classic uh, phone in the chest pocket deal. Everything. Liter literally, yes. As as Saint starts walking away to go find this, here's Alistair. You know, like phone in chest pocket, start a recording. And starts is like both taking like taking pictures and narrating kind of Scully doing an autopsy style. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Saint, go uh, ahead and give me that craft roll. I rolled a three. Wonderful. You can see through the glass wall into the room that the first door on the left leads to, which is the engineer's room. And you can see that there is a circuit breaker on that back wall. Sexy. Okay. I will go into that room and uh, flip the breaker. Make sure that I'm doing it, like, safely and stuff, you know? Of course. You leave the room that you're in, uh, step outside back into that lobby, and start to turn to the right uh, to the door uh, that would lead into the next room. Uh, you are able to open it easily. That door was indeed not locked um, Alistair as you are starting to document things with your microphones on and everything the radio station board kind of clicks to life a little bit there is a lot of digital technology um, there and instead of those little needles in the kind of a semicircle popping up with the sound intensity uh, there, there's instead those those LED lights rising and falling with the intensity of the audio that you're hearing. This is KNYW broadcasting live out of Kenway, Nevada. I'm your host as always, Monty Bushell. I hope everyone's having a wonderful drive home today. We're going to be playing nothing but the golden oldies today, so please do stay tuned. 
can hear the voice of the previous occupant of this booth, Monty Bushell. Uh, Rutro. Okay. Um, based on kind of everything that I know generally, and as somebody who has used every opportunity to read up on old case files, anything I can get my hands on and some stuff I'm probably not supposed to have gotten my hands on. Can I try to make an educated guess as to whether or not Monty is now kind of ghost in the machining it? I think you can make it... Hmm. Are you asking if you can roll or if you can... I'm asking if I can roll lore. That's like a lore. Yeah. Which is my best skill. I'm asking if... Sure. sure. I can ahead, roll yeah. to see if Alistair can make a logical leap here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Alright. Okay. That's... One success and three neutrals. So five. You've, of course, studied a lot of instances like this. There are a lot of claims that are brought to the department. And perhaps the most frequent type of claim is not strange lights in the skies or aliens in your backyard or even creatures in the woods. But they're instances of paranormal activity. That's what your department classifies them as anyway. But it's the voice of a loved one or a creaking stare. Perhaps there is some real science there, some real truth, some objective interference in our world from outside of our plane of reality, but maybe it's just somebody not ready to say goodbye yet. In this case, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if Monty Bushell is really a ghost in a machine in front of you, or if there's just a universe in which he didn't die that's bleeding into ours. The way the engine hums and fades in and out of our reality. It seems to hint that while we don't know if there's life on Mars, there might be more life on our Earth than we're aware of. It's just on the next Earth over. Right, in that case, um, I'm gonna. I mean, it's a sound booth, so I'm not sure how effective it would be, but I can. Can I see Saint from in here? You can. Okay. And there, there are on each side of the glass, there are microphones. Okay, I'm gonna flip mine on and just say, "All right, throw it." Okay, I throw it. The station powers down. The only thing still humming is the machine. The radio boards themselves depower. 
and the LED lights flicker down. So we're no longer broadcasting. So this thing is its own independent power source. Mm -hmm. And it's not powering the board. It's not powering the board. It may, of course, have had incredible influence over the board, but it is not, in a true electrical sense, powering the board. I need to know if it's still transmitting a radio signal. Um, it's kind of a weird... I mean, radio tower or something like that, like... You you can you can tell when they're on like when you're right under them because you can like your your you can tell like your senses register the fucking radio waves. Right. Or am I just thinking of power lines? <laughs> you might be thinking of both, and I think we had this conversation earlier in the Fuck chapter. Me again. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I'll say that even so, there's kind of like a like an internal like not a quite an asmr tingle but like an internal buzzing sensation that you can kind of feel fading saint from your side looking through the glass after you turn back you see that there are an appropriate amount of shadows in the room one for alistair graham mcandrews one for manny bushell and one for Agent Oliver Coy, who have materialized behind Alistair. Uh, Alistair, you should turn around. What you've just been listening to was Parascience. A glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the fate system. Our players were Ezra Kay as eyes on the ground agent Alistair McAndrews and Maddie Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As you may have surmised, Nick will not be joining us for at least this arc as they pursue their education. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show just for you. Our theme song and incidental music are by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was crafted by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. Additionally, this chapter's story was created with the assistance of Sarah Hussein. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you would like to help the show succeed, there are a good many ways to do that. You can help spread the word about the show on social media and by simple word of mouth. You can at us at ParasciencePod on Twitter, and while you're at it, why not tag Infinity Break 23? We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Infinity Break, where you can start donating to Infinity Break for as little as $1 a month. We appreciate your support and promise a good deal of behind-the-scenes audio. And finally, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. Reviews help us rise in the podcasting charts and help more people stumble across our show like a body in the woods. That's all for now. Let parasites flicker and stretch behind you, like a shadow in the hot desert sun. We'll see you in two weeks' time.